Good afternoon and welcome to LLC Chat, the Language Learning Center's podcast on issues related to world languages and cultures from the perspective of students, faculty, and community members. Welcome to our series on Talk Abroad and ePortfolios for World Languages. I'm your host, Alexis Sosipov, and we come to you from the Department of World Languages and Cultures at Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia. Today we are discussing the use of telecollaborative conversations using Talk Abroad and ePortfolios as an integrative learning practice. The Talk Abroad platform provides students from the Department of World Languages and Cultures with the unique opportunity to converse with native speakers from around the world. Each conversation practice takes place directly on the Talk Abroad website, where students' real-time conversations are recorded. ePortfolio-based pedagogy transforms world language teaching and learning practices and engages students to become self-directed learners from the process of collecting, selecting, and reflecting on their chosen artifacts. Consequently, students become better prepared as global citizens and are able to connect their interests and abilities to their personal goals. I'm joined today by Megan, who is studying Japanese at Old Dominion University. Welcome to LLC Chat. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. Hi, <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. Would you please introduce yourself with a brief background to your language, major, and interests? Please tell us a bit about yourself. Hello, my name is Megan. I'm now officially a senior at ODU, and I am studying international studies. I am a Japanese minor, so I've been studying Japanese for now three years, which I'm really excited about. I would say I'm an intermediate conversational. It's so interesting trying to figure out how to describe <laughs> your level in a language but I, I would say I'm pretty conversational I can have like some like pretty long conversations about like my hobbies and like I feel like I could get around Japan but I can have like philosophical questions <laughs> um, my hobbies include watching Netflix I love Netflix I especially love Asian dramas and um, of course anime but yeah I'm also a k-pop stan so <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but that's a little bit about me. <laughs> that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Mm. And thanks to several LLC grant-funded research studies, the World Languages and Cultures Department has been making telecollaborative conversations with Talk Abroad a standard part of the World Languages and Cultures curricula since 2016. Can you please explain your reaction and, and experience using Talk Abroad for your Japanese course? Mm. So when I first uh, heard of the Talk Abroad assignment that we were going to do in my, uh, it was 311 uh, course at here at ODU and 312, I was quite terrified. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to, I will, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of scared uh, because um, our assignment included talking for 30 minutes with a native Japanese speaker. And it's something I've never done before. And I was so scared. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to talk for 30 minutes. <laughs> this is such a long time. <laughs> and so I was really scared. 
But as I did every talk abroad assignment, because we had to do uh, two a semester, I got stronger and stronger. Um, I got less scared. <laughs> and like it now my overall reaction is that I, I'm grateful for the experience because it really helped me get over my fear of speaking because I, I really did truly develop a fear of speaking Japanese uh, just because I was scared of embarrassing myself <laughs> and like you know there's nothing to be scared of in that regard but yeah that's my that was my first reaction uh, but now I'm like I'm so glad I like experienced it because like it's really cool to talk to a native Japanese speaker from across the world so but yes <laughs> yeah that's so wonderful though that you had that experience and grew from it did you uh how many times total did you use talk abroad I've used it four times now I would like to use it more this summer that's wonderful what would you say are some of your greatest achievements or takeaways for personal growth and learning outcomes from using Talk Abroad? Oh, I would say my biggest achievement is that I talked for 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes in Japanese. And um, I'm like a strictler for the rules. So like my when my when my sensei said no speaking in English, I would be like, no speaking in English. So I genuinely like was trying to figure out how to speak in Japanese for 30 minutes. And I would say that is my biggest achievement that I did that four times. And like I feel like I really learned uh, how to have like more natural conversations like about like my hobbies and like I feel like I'll actually be able to make friends now in Japanese because I'm able to like have those like natural conversations about like my hobbies and stuff and so obviously that's a big my biggest achievement yes <laughs> what were your greatest challenges to using talk abroad my biggest challenge was uh, getting over the fear of speaking that I've already like been talking about. Um, yeah, no, I I was so scared of it. <laughs> I I would say I was like one of the more anxious people about uh, speaking um, in Japanese, and it's kind of ironic because uh, um, my job. I'm a campus ambassador on campus. So I give like tours on campus. So my job is literally speaking to people all the time. But I was, and I actually love speaking to people, but I was just so terrified of doing it in Japanese because I was like, I was just scared of being embarrassed. I was scared of like, although that was just going to mess up. And like, you know, because it's such a big culture gap, you know, and I, I've learned a lot, but I'm just like, I know, I'm just still scared. <laughs> and so... And that was my biggest uh, challenge that I faced because, like, it was, I would get so nervous right up until the interview itself. And then, and luckily, the people I met on Talk Abroad, they are so nice. They were literally the best people. And so, like, as soon as I started, it would all go away. <laughs> and, like, and then I would just, like, next thing I know, it's been 30 minutes. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, like. And as I did, like, each talk abroad, I, uh, I I got stronger. And, like, I feel like I can – I'm still a teensy bit scared, just a little bit. But I've gotten so much more. Like, I can – I've gotten a lot more comfortable just, like, just going at it. Just, like, it definitely just comes out of my mouth. Whereas before, it was, like, <laughs> but yes. 
That's definitely natural to be very nervous about it. It's kind of daunting. Did mm-hmm. you, what kind of preparation did you have for each of your um, talk abroad experiences? Oh, so my sensei required uh, to complete a word map before every uh, talk abroad, which, like, so helpful. I'm so glad that she, like, made that requirement because, like, I would have not have known, like, how to <laughs> how to prepare uh, for for the conversation. So I would literally spend the whole day just, like, thinking of, like, different words that I can use to describe, like, you know, like, certain, because, like, we would choose a, a topic for each conversation, and I would typically choose uh, either K-dramas <laughs> or, like, anime, and so it was really fun, like, you know, researching, like, different ways to, like, talk about your favorite hobbies, and, like, and I, I learned so much just from doing, like, those word maps. And then, like, the talk abroad experience itself was, like, I would say, like, the confidence that it helped me build that confidence, which is so important, in my opinion. But, but yes. <laughs> That's wonderful. And then you can take away what you learned about your specific interests and then be able to talk about it more fluidly when you're practicing Japanese in general. That's really mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Can, <laughs> can you explain like some of your conversations and how did it go like how did you pick out some of the talk abroad speakers or just anything in general about your experience mm. um so how I would pick the talk abroad speakers uh they would have a uh, little like bios about them um, and I would try to choose like uh, speakers that had like similar interests especially like ones that like I wanted to talk about because like um, it'd be hard to talk about <laughs> like <laughs> like either you know like certain special interest hobbies to someone who like doesn't know anything about it and like I really wanted it to be like you know not a one-sided conversation because that part of the conversation, you know, that back and forth part of the conversation is something I really wanted to learn and, like, um, experience with. So that's how I would choose. And, like, also, I would say it's a good recommendation to, like, choose someone you you think that you could talk a lot to. Uh, like, you know, I, would, like, I wouldn't be able to talk to someone that, like, uh, let's give you an example, hmm, that really loves going to the gym you know I can't talk about going to the gym for 30 minutes <laughs> let alone like you know three minutes <laughs> um so it's just I feel like that's really important in order to like feel comfortable when you're having the conversation and then also like to be able to talk a lot about together and like you know have fun together because it's a fun experience for them as well and like um something I really want to do this summer is that I have a hobby of like astrology like I really love astrology and stuff and I really want to like learn how to talk about that like in Japanese so that's my goal this summer is to like um is to do to learn like that type of conversation and there's actually a speaker on talk abroad which I've spoke to before and she she said uh, I don't remember a lot because it's in Japanese. So you know how it's like, it's like separate parts of my brain. 
But um, she, I remember her talking about how she's been to like astrologies and like tarot readings in Japan. I feel like that'd be such a cool, like cultural perspective to learn of like how is like that perceived in another country. So that's something, that's my goal for the summer. And uh, I'm going to go back to someone I've talked to before and like, and be able to have that conversation. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And did the telecollaborative conversations change your motivation for the course? Any interest in traveling or studying abroad? Um, did it help you better understand the culture? Um, you've talked about this a little bit. And then also, did it help for your language studies in general? Hmm. I would say it irrevocably changed like my motivation. Um, uh, like. I feel a lot more motivated because, like, I have, like, these, um, what's the word? I have these resources at the tips of my fingers, and so I'm, like, able to know how to tackle, um, like, challenges that I face while learning the language, and, um, I've always wanted to study abroad, um, that was, like, my goal in coming to college is to study abroad, hopefully in the fall. I'm trying to go to Kansai Gaida University uh, in Osaka, Japan. I'm going to cry thinking about it, (laughs) but hopefully. Um, And so while preparing for that experience, you know, I'm probably, that's another thing I want to do this summer and talk abroad is like practice, like, you know, like more daily conversation stuff, like, you know, like how's the weather conversations versus like those intense conversations that I've been in practicing, I feel like. Um, and like, yeah, no, I, I feel like it's a really good resource that is going to help me like improve my Japanese like before studying abroad. And um, so, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you. I hope you get to go. <laughs> me <is> too. <laughs> And as part of the same research, e-portfolio-based pedagogy was introduced and students are making their own websites as part of your class. Can you explain more about your own website? And how did your impression as a reflective activity add to your understanding of how you process your learning of a world language? Um, So I'm pretty proud of the website that I made this past semester, so much so that I wanted to turn it into that competition that they have, but I missed the deadline. (laughs) I like mixed up the deadline in my head and I was like, oh no, it's gone. Uh, But you know, I love the website that I made this year. Um, I'm really proud of it. And Making the e-portfolio, I feel like it's such a good opportunity to like have in class and like to learn how to make that because you're able to present that to future employers or or just people in general like that want to know like your language level. And so it's like a all-in-one place that like shows like the experiences you've had like learning Japanese and like I feel like it, it just really shows like your level in Japanese and like it can also show like how hardworking you are towards it because even if your Japanese level isn't the best it shows like how much you've tried to get to where you are now and like 
that shows that, that you're willing to keep trying to get even better. So I really love the website that I made. And it was it was a really cool experience because I, I suffer from imposter syndrome. Like, y'all know, you know what that means? Like, I, I, I like, forget, like, how, how, like, my Japanese level. I forget, like, what level I am in Japanese. Like, there's some days I'm like, I'm so bad. I can't even say how are you (laughs) which I can (laughs) and like and so doing that reflective activity uh it made me like realize like how much I have learned this past semester and that I should be proud of like what I have learned even though I haven't reached the impossible standards I've set for myself (laughs) but uh, I have I've learned so much and like I will continue to learn so much I relate to that a lot (laughs) and that's so that's such a great point to talk about I mean just having the e-portfolio something no matter your level whether you're able to see how far you've come in general that's great would you like to see such tools used for world language learning at Ultima University in the future uh yes (laughs) I can't imagine um, my 300 level classes being any different at this point. So, like, I feel like it's, I feel like it's such a good opportunity, especially talk abroad, e-portfolio. Like, uh, it was really helpful, especially during the pandemic when there wasn't a lot of native Japanese speakers on campus. Um, I actually have like the experience of learning Japanese before uh, COVID nineteen pandemic and after, and uh, or during I guess is a better word. Um, and before we would uh, have conversational activities with like exchange students on campus, and which was really fun. Uh, it was really fun like talking to the exchange students on campus. But there was a point in time where we didn't have any Japanese exchange students on campus. And um, and I feel like the talk abroad, if we didn't have that, like, how would we get that experience? And and I, it's just so helpful. It's so helpful. And I, I feel like we should use both now. We should talk to exchange students and do talk abroad. And that's something uh, Mark and Sensei, I know uh, for sure, is trying to do, um, like, especially in the summer class, which I unfortunately am unable to take. But... <laughs> But she is like doing this mentor program with like exchange students and like also doing requiring two talk abroads again. And like it's so cool. I, I love Morgan Sensei. <laughs> and um I just think it's a definitely something that we should keep. And like if any other language programs aren't like doing it already, I feel like they should really look into it because it's it's a really cool experience and like really helpful. And the fact that you can keep going on with talk abroad like if I since I'm not able to take a class right now I still have that that ability to talk to native Japanese speakers and like keep um keep up my level of Japanese because like that's really important and like when you take a break there's no such thing as breaks in language learning in my opinion (laughs) and so I'm able to keep learning uh through uh already um experiencing talk about um, yeah. but yes that's wonderful it's great to know thank you 
Those are all the questions I have. Was there anything you'd like to add? Gambate. <laughs> Gambate to all of our language learners and hopefully listening. <laughs> and it's all about perseverance and don't be embarrassed. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for joining us today, Megan. We're so grateful for all your viewpoints and experiences using Talk Abroad. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. <laughs> Hello listeners, I wanted to give a special thanks to Kishibashi for allowing us to play his song Marigolds in our podcast. Check him out on your preferred music listening platform. I also want to thank each of you, our listeners, for tuning into our podcast and for showing an interest in world languages and cultures. Happy listening! <laughs>